super reliable inside of 40. This is from 45, and it's blocked. Lions scoop it up. Brad Haley will score. Welcome to Saturday Night Fever. Featuring your host, Thomas Schumacher. Woo! What a hit! Welcome to Saturday Night Fever, your favorite college football podcast made for the fans by a fan. I'm Thomas Schumarko, and I'm your host, as always, as we're gonna, we have so much to talk about today. We have too much to talk about today. I don't know how I'm going to fit this in in 30 minutes, but, you know, I gotta. So, what something we're going to talk about today is just in a second, we're going to go over the last week of the regular season in college football, since we didn't really get to go over that too much, but... I would love to go over that just even a little bit. We're going to go over that in one second. The playoffs, the playoffs are here. The college football playoffs have arrived. Finally, it seems like it at the same time, it seems like a long time coming. But I feel like we just started the college football season, not even like two months ago. It's crazy how fast time flies. We are ready into bowl season. That's another thing we're going to go over. Bowl season is upon us. The best time of the entire year, the bowl season. I can't wait to go over that we have transfer transfer portal updates and my thoughts and opinions on that the championship games those happen too we need to go over that too draft decisions and maybe in a little later not maybe we will go over a little later we're gonna go over some some bowl games some predictions in the bowl games and the college football playoff my predictions in the college football playoffs maybe not too shocking but i do want to go over those games and those the highlights and everything else going over those college football playoff games. So let's get into it. The last week of the regular season was definitely, definitely an interesting one. That kicked off Friday, November 25th, Florida State and Florida. What a game that was. Florida State taking that one 45 to 38. Jordan Travis is inhuman. This guy, next year, he could definitely become a Heisman contender. Jordan Travis, just the, the Knowles have been not too good the past couple years. But their head coach, uh, Mike Newell, has really grown that program since Willie Taggart left. But Mike Newell has that program on a really good track right now. I just mentioned Jordan Travis. They're getting a cruise. They end the season number 13 in the college football playoff ranking. Something that maybe two years ago you really even would even think of just how bad they were. You wouldn't even think they would even be that that highly ranked 9-3 record. The Knolls are in a really good direction right now. Also, UNC and NC State. NC State won that one in double overtime. What a game that was. Drake May and the UNC Tar Heels. They're a really good team. They're a really good team this year. They ended 9-3, but unranked since they lost their last two games. They're a really underappreciated team all year. Drake May, I thought at one point he could have won the Heisman. He was, I believe it was like a month ago, I was looking at all the stats, everything, and I was saying Drake May, as a freshman, could win the Heisman. I don't see why he couldn't, but of course, Caleb Williams had a crazy stretch where he got into the, the Pac-12 championship. We'll go over that in a second, but Drake May and the USC Tar Heels, not the greatest ending as UNC got a big win at the end of the year. UCLA beat Cal 35-28, to not too notable there. Texas beat Baylor. Baylor, what a, what a not what a very, I should say, underwhelming season for the Baylor Bears. Won the Big 12 last year, and they just came and came in this year. I believe they're ranked number 8th in the country in the preseason, and they just laid an egg, a goose egg, all year. Baylor was one of the favorites to win the Big 12. They ended 6-6, six and six, not the greatest showing for a team that was ranked 8th to be in the preseason. Dave Aranda, 
and the Baylor Bears have a lot of work to do going forward after a really good season last year. But the Baylor Bears could be back next season. We will see. And of course, one of the biggest games, maybe the biggest game of the entire year, the game, as they call it, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan came out with a purpose in that game, winning that 45 to 23. Ohio State in the first quarter for a lot of that, it seemed like Ohio State was going to really come out and make a statement that they should be in the college football playoff. Michigan shouldn't. And Ohio State just kind of laid a goose egg in the second in the second half. I mean, they scored three points that entire second half. It was 20 to 17 Buckeyes over the Wolverines at halftime. And I remember watching that game and I was saying, Michigan is they're playing good, but I don't know if they can really keep up with this Ohio State offense. CJ Stroud, Marvin Harrison Jr. They're just that offense is so good. But Michigan in the second half came out and dominated on defense, dominated in the rushing game. Donovan Edwards, just a great showing. J.J. McCarthy looked phenomenal in that game. And the Michigan Wolverines ended up winning that game in a shocker. Their second win over Ohio State in two years after Jim Harbaugh didn't beat Ohio State for, what was it, six, seven tries? And they finally beat him two times in a row. It was crazy. But Michigan, now number two in the college football playoff rankings. They beat Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. We'll go over that in a second. Alabama-Auburn, a very highly regarded game every single year and Alabama just rolled over them Auburn not the best team this year ended I believe five and seven six and six I don't believe they got into a bowl no they did get into a bowl game Auburn did get into a bowl game check that but Bryce Young and Alabama beat them 49 27 I just it's just a classic like Alabama being better than Auburn type thing because Auburn for so many years had kind of the upper hand on Alabama they beat them with Jared Stidham in 2017 on their way to the SEC championship game. They didn't win that. But Auburn usually is a team that has Alabama's number, and they just couldn't do it this year. They didn't have the team. Of course, Brian Harrison left their head coach. They're getting Hugh Freeze from Liberty, the former Ole Miss head coach. And I think Auburn could be an upward trajectory after this. But let's go on to Clemson, South Carolina. South Carolina with a shocker over the Tigers, 31-30. to they looked really, really good the, the the last three games of this season, the Gamecocks. Brenzer Radler was playing out of his mind. They beat Tennessee. They whooped Tennessee, I should say. They had no chance, Tennessee, in that game. Of course, Hendon Hooker got hurt in that game. We hope Hendon Hooker will get better for the draft as he, I believe, he tore his ACL. One of the Heisman favorites all year. He looked phenomenal as Tennessee was just on a roll, As but, but just South Carolina came out. It just was too much for the Volunteers in that game. They were too much for Clemson in this game, beating them 31-30. to Clemson did win the ACC championship, though. Oregon, Oregon State, that was a shocker to me. The Ducks really had the upper hand on the Beavers, I think, in every facet of the game. Defense, offense, Bo Nix, as usual. Bo Nix had a great season this year. It just couldn't get it done. Bo Nix and the Ducks blew a 17-point lead in the second half, in the fourth quarter, that is, as the Beavers... Had a really surprising year. The Beavers nine and three. Usually a team not highly regarded in the Pac-12, but Jonathan Smith and that team and that Beavers program has been really, really good the past couple of years. I would not, I w- it wouldn't surprise me if we see them even better next year. But we will see. Also, Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky won in that game. Kentucky finally winning a game after so many weeks. Just a lot of good games. The second 
half of that, or I should say, uh, the last week of that season. But let's go to the conference championship games. There weren't too many shockers in this besides, besides Ohio State. No, excuse me, USC and Utah. Utah won that. They whooped USC and Caleb Williams, 47 to 24. Utah, they're just a, such a physical team. It's not even funny how good they could just run the ball. They have so many good ball carriers. Cameron Rising, their quarterback, is even a ball carrier himself. USC had, had a chance. They were right at the door of the college football play playoff. They were in. They were in the college football playoff. They were number four going into that game, and they couldn't get it done. Utah, just, just that game reminded me a lot of Utah versus Oregon last year in the Pac-12 championship, where Utah just came in that game with an absolute purpose and just handed it to the Ducks in every facet of the game. And Utah, their second Pac-12 championship in a year, there will a championship. Uh, they will be in the Rose Bowl going into the bowl season, which, of course, they'll play Penn State. I think they'll beat Penn State. We'll get into that later, though. I shouldn't get ahead of myself. LSU, Georgia, that no one thought that was going to be close. Georgia whooping the doors off LSU 50-30, to 30, a 50-burger from the Bulldogs. Setson Bennett and that team, they're too good. I mean, 13-0 this season. Lost one game all last season. That was in the SEC championship to Alabama, which then they beat in the in the championship game, the national championship. Georgia, I don't know who could beat Georgia. I really don't know who could beat Georgia. We'll get into that when we get into the predictions. Purdue, Michigan, no one thought that was going to be close either. Michigan handing it to Purdue, 43-22. I was talking a little in that first half. It looked like Purdue could really stand with the Wolverines. I mean, they're pulling all the tricks out. Purdue had a good running game that their quarterback was playing good enough, but Michigan, of course, just took it away from them. And then we get to the biggest shocker, Kansas State over TCU in overtime. That was one of my favorite games to watch this entire year. The Wildcats, they were good this season. The Kansas State, no one thought Chris Kleeman and that team would be as good as they are. Skyler Thompson didn't even play in that game. Will Howard came in and just put on a clinic. That run game, Deuce Vaughn is one of the best players in college football. It's like a Darren Sproles. Even Darren Sproles went to Kansas State. Deuce Vaughn's just so good. I would not be surprised if he's like a second-round draft pick in the draft as TCU still in the college football playoff but couldn't get it done in the Big 12 championship as Kansas State deservingly won that game. Clemson over North Carolina. Clemson 39-10. Not much to say about that game as, like I said, Drake May and the USC Tar Heels, very disappointed in the last three weeks of the season as Clemson gets the ACC championship and will play in the Orange Bowl. But we're going to go to a quick break here. Right after that, we're going to go to transfer portal decisions, draft decisions, and we're going to go over my favorite games of the year really quick. But don't go anywhere here on Saturday Night Fever. Transfer portal mania, draft decisions, and my favorite games of the year coming up real soon here on Saturday Night Fever. LSU getting it done versus Alabama. What a game that was. We're going to go over that a little bit when we go over my favorite games of the year. I can't wait for that segment coming up not not too far from now, but as now we have the, we're going to go to the transfer portal here. There's a lot of surprising things going on in the transfer portal. 
I mean, I think the biggest one was Devin Leary, a very solidified NC State quarterback who, in the beginning of the year, NC State was in the top 10 in the preseason. There are talks of them winning the ACC. That's how good this Wolfpack team was. And they just didn't have the greatest season in the world. Ended up 8-4, and four, and now he's in the transfer portal. Someone's going to get a really good quarterback. He's predicted to go to Kentucky right now with Will Levis leaving the Wildcats, which Will Levis going into the draft, he will still play in the Citrus Bowl, but Will Levis, I don't, I'm not too high on him. There's a lot of guys that are saying he could be the one draft pick. I don't see it. Bryce Hart Young, CJ Stroud, or I think are miles ahead of him. Bryce Young, I think it should be the number one overall draft pick. Some say he's too small. I don't agree with that. He's just a winner. He just has that winner mentality. So does CJ Stroud. He's just the quarterback you want. CJ Stroud as well. He has that build. He has the arm. He has the intangibles. I think those guys should be number one and number two off the board. And I don't think Willie should even be number three. I believe that should be Anthony Richardson, which is a very hot take. Florida Gators didn't have a great year, but Anthony Richardson was the highlight of that team. Anthony Richardson reminds me a lot of like a bigger build of a Lamar Jackson. Of course, he's not Lamar Jackson, but like kind of like a Jalen Hurts, a bigger, taller, I should say, Jalen Hurts. He can just do it with his legs, do it with his arm. He can do everything as someone's going to get a really good quarterback in the transfer portal with Devin Leary. And the same thing with Grayson McCall out of Coastal Carolina. I'm a big chance of Clears fan. I love that program. I love what they've been doing the past couple years. They've been really, really, really good the past couple of years, Coastal Carolina. And Grayson McCall has been the highlight of that. I mean, they had a good defense. Grayson McCall was the highlight of that team and led them to, I believe it was 11-2 record this year as Coastal Carolina has been, like I said, so good for the past couple of years. Someone's going to get a really good quarterback as well in, in the transfer portal. Someone is going to get a quarterback that knows how to win and can easily play at the Power 5 level, I think. Change of clears, I think I really became a big fan of them in the COVID year when they had that undefeated season. Then they played BYU in that uh, Moles versus Mormons game, if you remember that. Uh, versus Zach Wilson and the BYU Cougars when they beat Zach Wilson. They just kind of bullied him in that game. It was a really good game, though. It came down to the wire, but it seems like Coastal Carolina was just a tougher team in that game. Uh, I do want... I saw uh, shopping, or it was shopping online. I saw Mullis versus Mormons uh, shirt, which I really liked. I kind of want to get that because it kind of goes off the Catholics versus Convicts, very controversial t-shirt back in the 80s when Notre Dame and Miami used to play almost every year. I believe they played in the national championship game, or not in the national championship game. They didn't have the national championship back then, but just in really big games they would play Miami, Notre Dame. They call it Catholics versus Convicts, and they try to go off of that, do mullets versus Mormons because everyone on the Coastal Carolina team had a mullet for some reason, including Grayson McCall. And also someone in the transfer portal quarterback is Hudson Card, Hudson Card did not start this year for the Texas Longhorns. That was Quinn Ewers for most of the season. But when Ewers was Ewers was uh, hurt, Card came in was a very solid quarterback. He came into the Alabama game and looked like a good quarterback. So someone's going to get a starter from day one for Hudson Card. And finally, in the transfer portal, I just want to talk about uh, DJ, DJ Ungale. I always say his name wrong. I can never say his name right. I believe it's Ungale or something along those lines. But Clemson quarterback for most of this season until Kate uh, Klubnik came in for Clemson for a lot of the for a lot of those games came into the South Carolina game and then played most of that ACC championship game versus ACC championship game versus North Carolina 
And DJ Anglais, he's just a proven winner. I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the transfer portal. I would say uh, Grayson McCall is better than him. Maybe even Hudson Card. Uh, maybe even what we talked before, Devin Leary. But Anglais is solid four, if three, best quarterback in the transfer portal. Someone's going to get, like, I just keep saying this, but there's so many good quarterbacks in transfer portal. Someone's going to get a really good quarterback from day one. And I don't know if it's going to be UCLA, which he's been targeting. He's been targeting the past couple of weeks, or who it is, someone in the Pac-12, maybe pieces from the West Coast. He went to modern day high school, which just produces NFL talent every single year. But DJ Ungale, a very good quarterback in this transfer portal, and someone's going to get a really good guy going in to week one of 2023. Really quick, let's just go over the draft decisions. Peter Skoronsky, one of the best tackles in this entire draft, declared, I think he's going to be Really good. I've top 10 pick for me easily from Northwestern. Northwestern not good at all this season. They won that first game in Ireland versus Nebraska, if you remember that. But then ever since that, I don't think they won a game. I think they, I believe they ended up 1 11, losing 11 straight games as Northwestern not really good. Spears Skaronski, though, was one of the best, is the best player on that team and will go top 10. Jalen Hyatt, the Tennessee receiver, won the Blitnikoff Award this year. He was so good. A lot of people saw, thought that Marvin Harrison Jr. should have won that, which he will be in the draft too. Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, the son of Marvin Harrison, was just he just did it all for the Buckeyes this year. This year, and C.J. Stroud, but Jalen Hyatt was like the guy all year for wide wide receiver position. That game against Alabama, he just dominated. I believe he had two thirty three touchdowns, four touchdowns. It was ridiculous. And him and Hendon Hooker just have a special connection. Of course, Hendon Hooker getting hurt. But hopefully we can see him show out in the Orange Bowl if he plays. B.J. Ojolari from LSU is what, someone I want to talk about really quick from the uh, the edge rusher. He's That LSU defense, they were really, they were really good this season. But B.J. Ojolari was like the guy on that team for most of the year, just getting to the edge rusher. They had that freshman. I'm, his name is escaping me right now. I can't remember it. The star freshman for LSU of the edge rusher. But on the other side, BJ Ojolari, what someone's going to get a really good D end in the draft. And the final guy I want to talk about is Tanner McKee. The, the Stanford quarterback was really highly touted coming out of high school, a five-star recruit and just didn't get it done at Stanford, as a lot of Stanford quarterbacks don't. We haven't really seen a really good Stanford quarterback since Andrew Luck, and that was so long ago. And But San, San, uh, Tanner McKee, I don't know if he's going to go to another Power 5 program. I can see him going lower into the group of five and really having production there. But Tanner McKee, I, I'm not really high on any Stanford quarterback ever. And for some reason, they always go high in the draft. But Tanner McKee, like Davis Mills. Davis Mills is... A guy on the Houston Texans right now, the quarterback starter for most of the season as they put Kyle Allen in now, but that's more in the NFL. Davis Mills, for some reason, went in the third round. I guess he has that quarterback build, that overall quarterback build. But Tanner McKee, I don't like what he's been doing at Stanford. But we'll see what he could do in, in the transfer portal, I guess. Or, excuse me, in the in the draft, I guess. And really quick, at the end of this segment right now, I want to just kind of like, I want to do something really fun. I want to go over my favorite games of the year. And we're going to start off with Florida State and LSU. Week one, that was in New Orleans. That was like a Monday night, I remember. Florida State, LSU. I caught the second half of that game, but what a second half it was as Florida State beat LSU at the end of, I believe, second overtime blocking that kick. That was just a crazy game. LSU 
didn't look very good in that game. There's a lot of concerns after that game. Is Jaden Daniels good for LSU? It, will this team be good with Brian Kelly? And they proved it after that game. But Florida State came out in that first week of the year and just really solidified themselves as a good team as we would see the entire year ending the season 9-3. and three. But what a game that was. Of course, LSU-Alabama now. Let's, we talked about LSU losing. Now let's talk about them winning a huge game. They beat Alabama at the end of overtime with that gutsy call by Brian Kelly. <laughs> that was insane. I, Of course, when you're facing such a big team like Alabama and you go for it and you, or you get to overtime and you have a chance to win that game, why don't you try to win the game? A lot of teams just try to play conservative ball, go to second overtime, go to third overtime, even fourth overtime with a big team. They're going to beat you eventually. You get to those serious situations versus such a deep team and such a good, well-coached team as Alabama. You don't want to get into second, third, or fourth overtime with them. You want to beat them right off the bat. You don't get it, okay. Like, you lose the game, what could have been, obviously, but you have a chance to win the game on a two-point conversion at the end of overtime. Why don't you do it? Jaden Daniels got it done as Brian Kelly beat Alabama in second overtime, or first, first overtime, I should say, and just a gutsy call really put LSU in that conversation of, should they even be in the college football playoff? A lot of people are saying, yes, if they won that SEC championship as a two-loss team, they should be in the college football championship, college football playoff. We haven't seen that ever, but they lost to Georgia at the end of the season in the SEC championship. And the second-to-last game I want to go over real quick is Tennessee-Alabama, probably the game of the year in people's books. There, This was my second favorite game to watch this year, Tennessee-Alabama with Hendon Hooker. Like I talked before that Hendon Hooker-Jalen Hyatt connection there that it was so good that game to watch Bryce Young put on a clinic he would not he would not uh give up in that game Alabama just all sorts of production on that offense in that game that was no deep that was defense optional in that game as you see a lot in the big 12 as Tennessee won that game and really solidified themselves as one of the best teams if not the best team in college football of course it went upside down when they lost to South Carolina but uh Tennessee uh, really beating really beating a really good team in Alabama. Of course, they lost to Georgia before that, but still, they were still considered a really good team when they lost to Georgia. So Georgia was a little better than them, but that was like the definitive win of the entire season when the Volunteers beat Alabama. And my number one game of the entire year, I would say, was TCU-Baylor. TCU was just the cardiac kids all season. They would not give up. Max Duggan in that team, just so good. It was a back and forth game all 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 afternoon as TCU at the end of the game. They ran that running play with about 15 seconds left, no timeouts. They were down, I believe, one or two. They were down two. It was 28 to 26. As everyone was saying, what are they doing? Like, what is TCU's gonna lose a game for themselves? So they came onto the field. Special teams rushed onto the field like at a Chinese fire drill as they kicked that field goal at the end of the game. Kel won the kicker for TCU. Kel won them that game. And that was one of my favorite calls of all time. Hypnotoad in a hurry. I love that slogan that TCU has. That Hypnotoad uh, from Futurama. The Hypnotoad uh, mascot. I love what they've been doing this season. And I think they can really show off in the college football playoff. But that was my number one game of the year. Just because the ending of that game was so wild and just unforgettable. As TCU still in the college football playoff though. After they lost to Kansas State. But what a game that wasn't what a win that was over the Baylor Bears. So 
to go into next segment, we're going to go over a lot more things, but this is going to be, going to be a segment where we're going with bowl games and college football predictions. So stay tuned in next segment. Don't go anywhere as we will be back in Saturday Night Fever. Coming up next, bowl games galore, plus the college football predictions. Don't go anywhere here on Saturday Night Fever. Hypnotoad in a hurry. Griffin Kelly for the win. TCU is undefeated still. Wow. Unreal. Welcome back to Saturday Night Fever, your favorite college football podcast for the fans by a fan. I'm your host, Thomas Chamarco. As you just heard it, Hypnotoad in a hurry. TCU number three in the college football playoff rankings will face off against Michigan in the New Year's Eve Classic in the college football playoff. Georgia, of course, will face Ohio State, who slipped right in there after USC lost the Pac-12 championship. But before we get into all of the TCU business, all the play- college football playoff business, I want to talk a little bit about the bowl games, some notable games besides New Year's Six. We'll get into that, too. That I want to talk about. First, I want to get into the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. What a name for that bowl game. Detroit Trojans versus the UTSA Roadrunners. UTSA, a very good team all season. Frank Harris, third quarterback, a good quarterback. I don't know why this game is so early in the bowl season. This is 25 versus 24 matchup. These are two really good teams. I feel like one of these teams should have faced off against at least a power five opponent or both of them. No, I just, I just wanted to see these two teams face off against other teams and see what they could do against maybe upper level competition but both of them are playing each other I didn't really like that matchup overall I thought they could have gotten better matchup than that one even though that's a really good matchup I wanted to see those two teams maybe end their seasons on a win besides one of them losing a game but I do think UTSA will win that game UTSA very good team all season I have them against the Troy Trojans and the Cure Bowl the other one I want to talk about is the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl very interesting name of course I love these the names of the bowl games I I love them so much but in this LA Bowl, we have Fresno State versus Washington State. Fresno State and Jake Hayner. I'm a big, 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 big Jake Hayner fan. The quarterback for the Bulldogs of Fresno State. I think him and the Bulldogs will beat Fresno, or excuse me, Washington State. Washington State's a good team, you know. Uh, Jaden Delora, good quarterback, but I just think Fresno State and Jake Hayner. They're on a roll right now. I believe they won eight straight plus a Mountain West championship. I think they will beat. Washington State and Jake Hayner will declare for the draft. I do also like this Las Vegas Bowl, the Oregon State Beavers and the Florida State Gators. I think maybe Oregon State should have gotten to a better bowl than this. They're a really good team. Like I said earlier in the show, John Smith and the Beavers, really good team, really have this pro- that program in a good trajectory. But I think Oregon State beats the Florida Gators in this one. Florida with Anthony Richardson not even playing this game. Jack Miller will start for the Gators at quarterback. I think Oregon State takes that one, I think not very easily, but I could see Oregon State kind of routing Florida a little bit in the second half with that run game. That's a really good Beaver run game. And next, I want to talk about the rate, the guaranteed rate bowl versus Oklahoma State and Wisconsin, two teams with very disappointing seasons. Oklahoma State got to a hot, hot start in this season. They were ranked eighth in the country at one point, but lost a lot of their last games, ended up unranked this season, will face Wisconsin in the rate bowl. Wisconsin getting Luke Fickle, their head coach from Cincinnati, a very good hire, an excellent hire, I may add, as 
for Wisconsin, the future of Wisconsin was kind of in doubt after Paul Chris was dismissed, but they're getting a lot of their recruits back since Luke Fickle joined. I, everyone thought he was going to go to Ohio State if Ryan Day ever left that job or got fired from that job. A lot of people thought that's what he was waiting for, but he takes this Wisconsin job, and I think Oklahoma State will still beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, so with their interim coach, Oklahoma State wins this one and kind of redeems their season a little bit, if you want to call it that. And they get their ninth win of the entire year. The San Diego Country Credit Union Holiday Bowl. That's a mouthful. Wow. Uh, Oregon versus North Carolina. North Carolina, of course, I in the earlier in this in this uh, show, I talked about how high I was on the Tar Heels. I do think Oregon will beat them. I was very high on Oregon, too, this year. Bo Nix, a very, very, very good quarterback. I think he still should have been in Heisman consideration at the end of the season. Maybe he should have went to... New York for the Heisman show instead of Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback. But I think Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks will beat the Tar Heels. Tar Heels take their fourth loss of the season and the fourth loss in a row. And just Drake May and the UNC Tar Heels, they have a big, they have a lot ahead of them next season. I think they could be even better next season with Mac Brown at the helm, but they take this loss in the Holiday Bowl to the Oregon Ducks. The Valero Alamo Bowl played in San Antonio, UT. Versus the Washington Huskies. I think UT takes this. Washington was so good all season, though. Michael Penix in that team, after they beat Oregon, they solidify themselves as, like, I'd say a top 10 team in the country. Washington was very surprising this year, unranked in the preseason. Although I do think Texas will win this game. Quinn Ewers, uh, a lot of people are not too high on him. A lot of people think Archie Manning will start over him next season. I don't think so. I'm a big Archie Manning fan. But I think Quinn Ewers will still get the starting job next season. He played he played pretty solid when he was in. I think UT is too physical for Washington. It might be kind of a shootout, but I do think UT will win that game. Kind of a hot take, but I was very high on UT all year. And the last game I want to talk, best bowl game I want to talk about before we get into the group of five, or excuse me, the, the power six bowl games is a tax layer gator bowl of that name too the notre dame fighting irish versus the south carolina gamecocks i think south carolina takes this game notre dame really redeemed themselves this year after they lost to marshall of course they lost to usc in the last week of the year but they were on a hot streak marcus freeman and that and that notre dame team really really uh, a lot of people thought that they were kind of a, a team to slap around and be in a season after they lost to marshall but they got into a winning streak they solidify themselves as a top 20 team in the country i'd say and they're just no pushover for a lot of this middle of the season but south carolina ended that this season hot and spencer radler and the gamecocks will take this i believe so south carolina wins that one let's go into the group of six now the orange will clemson versus tennessee this is a really weird one because both these teams without their starting quarterback of course hendon hooker getting hurt and Clemson not starting DJ DJ Ungle as he's in the transfer portal now. So Cade Club think will get the start for the Tigers. I think this is a win for the Tigers. They end the season really strong with a win in the Orange Bowl as Tennessee kind of just takes a step back the past couple months of the season as they were number one in the country for a long time. I believe uh, two, three weeks. But Clemson wins the Orange Bowl in this one and they get another power six bowl game win the all-state sugar bowl this is a really interesting one kansas state versus alabama 
Kansas State, I was a huge fan of them at the end of the year, beating TCU in the Big 12 championship. But I do think Alabama will take this. Bryce Young and Will Anderson are playing in this game, which are huge shockers because you expect those two to go into the NFL draft. Will Anderson may be the top pick if it's not Bryce Young. Will Anderson, probably the best defensive player in the country. Bryce Young, the best quarterback in the country. Maybe the best player in the country. Those two. Uh, I do think Alabama will take this, even though Kansas State will put up a good fight. I think Kansas State could win this game, but I'm taking Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. USC versus Tulane. Tulane, what a team this year, winning their conference, ending the season 11-2 and after a 10-2 regular season. USC with a very disappointing end to their season, losing the Pac-12 championship. I do think USC will win this, though. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Tulane gives them a really good game and really fights towing, or really fights this whole entire game in the Cotton Bowl right until the end of the game. I do think USC with Caleb Williams, a Heisman winner, will win this game. And USC ends the year kind of in a redemption to what pack what Utah did to them in the Pac-12 championship USC wins the Cotton Bowl the last New Year's Six Bowl is the Rose Bowl my favorite bowl game out of any bowl game I love watching this every single year this year Utah and Penn State I'm taking Utah straight up I'm just not I'm not gonna bounce around it Utah wins this game Penn State was really shaky all year Penn State with 10-2 record the Sean Clifford, the quarterback of Penn State, I'm not too high on any of that team. They have a good running game. They have a good defense, but they shouldn't even... I don't even know if those should have been in the Rose Bowl, although they kind of by default have to be since Ohio State and Michigan are in the college football playoff. Although Utah will win this game, I think maybe sort of easily with Utah's uh, physical play, their defense, the rushing game. Cameron Rising might have a good game. They almost won the Rose Bowl last year over Ohio State. But Utah takes the Rose Bowl this year over the Penn State Nittany Lions. So now it's the time we all waited for the college football playoff predictions. This is the granddaddy of them all. What I've been waiting all year to do. And here it is for the college football semifinal, the Fiesta Bowl, the Michigan Wolverines versus the TCU Horn Frogs. Hypnotoad in a hurry. Although I think. The Wolverines take this one. Wolverines without Blake Corum, though. Wolverines will take this. J.J. McCarthy is just too good of a quarterback. Max Duggan, though, was really, really good. I mean, he was in New York for the Heisman final. He got second place in the Heisman. This will be, although I think, a really good game. I would not be surprised at all, at all, if TCU wins this game. But Michigan is my pick. I think this Michigan defense is too good. That Michigan run game is too good. J.J. McCarthy is getting hot. TCU looked a little, I should say, pretty beatable in that Kansas State game, although Kansas State is that good. But they looked very beatable, and Kansas State kind of exposed how not great their defense is, but their offense kind of carries them most games. Max Duggan, just such a good quarterback. But Michigan takes this one and goes to the national championship, beating TCU in the college football playoff semifinal. And the second one, this might be one of the best college football semifinals ever. Georgia versus Ohio State, one versus four. Ohio State at the four spot. Georgia undefeated 13-0 at that one spot in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Georgia, which kind of unfair, I guess, if you ask me. But Georgia 
just too good of a team. Ohio State could really win this game in the grand scheme of things. CJ Shred, I wouldn't count Ohio State at any single game ever versus any team in the country, but I do think Georgia wins this game. Not by much at all, though. Georgia might have to fight in this entire game. Jalen Carter is too good of a defensive player, though. That whole Georgia defense is ridiculous. They could beat anyone, any offense in the entire country. But Georgia takes this one over Ohio State. And C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. go into the draft without a win in the college football playoff. So Georgia wins that one. Michigan wins the Fiesta Bowl. So the national championship is set. Michigan versus Georgia. That was the college football playoff semifinal last year, if you remember, in the Orange Bowl when Georgia just completely demolished Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines. But this year, they will get them in the national championship. And I think Georgia repeats. Georgia wins the national championship over Michigan. Close game, though. I could see Michigan winning that game if they had played Corum. If they didn't roll him out for the entire season after that Ohio State game, I could see Michigan winning this game. They, Michigan could win it all this year, but Georgia, that defense is too good. I think they'll give J.J. McCarthy in that run game a lot of problems, but I do think Michigan loses to Georgia, and Georgia goes two in a row in the national championship in California. Stetson Bennett rides off his career two-time national champion winner and he'll just be remembered as one of the best walk-ons ever besides Baker Mayfield and Georgia wins their second national championship in a row to Michigan so a lot of hot takes a lot of opinions in this episode as this was probably the big the beefiest episode yet of uh Saturday Night Fever as we had a lot to go over so much to go over bowl games playoff predictions but let me know who you think is going to win these New York sick New York uh New Year's six bowl games because i'm really interested in the fan opinion leave a, a comment on my site go uh go to saturday night fever the website down in the link down below and just sit, sit, send me an email send me what you want to see in upcoming episodes and let me know your college football player prediction too send me an email i'll sh i might feature it on next episodes you have a different opinion than me you don't think georgia's going to win the national championship you think it's gonna be michigan TCU, maybe even Ohio State. Let me know. I want to know everyone's opinion. This is what this show is about. I want to know everyone's opinion. I'm just giving you my opinion. Let me know your opinion. So this has been the beefiest episode yet of Sat Saturday Night Fever. Thank you so much for listening to me and all of my rants. I hope you all have a great night. And of course, I'll be watching the college football playoff. I hope you do so. Have a good one.